Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Live from the place you're getting at over the ostentatious studios of CBS Sports Radio here in beautiful New York City, sitting on top of the 10th floor of 345 Hudson Street. Welcome on in to a Thursday edition of the Zach Gelb Show across all the great local CBS Sports Radio affiliates, Sirius XM, Channel 158, the free Odyssey app, and of course streaming on YouTube, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS is number to jump on in, 855-212-4227. You could always get at me on Instagram, where I'm straight flexing, or via the good old cesspool of Twitter, at Zach Gelb, that's Z-A-C-H-G-E-L-B. Got Moist Mike, got Stuart Kovacs rocking and rolling with me all the way up until 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Blake Corum, uh, the Michigan legendary running back who's now off to the NFL. He's going to stop by 20 minutes from now as Jim Harbaugh is off to the NFL as well, landing in L.A. with the Los Angeles Chargers. And uh, Sean Merriman is going to stop by the legendary uh, former San Diego Charger, now pulling for the Los Angeles Chargers at the top of the hour. We had a good show dinner last night at Wolfgang's. And while we were just uh, eating a disgusting amount of delicious steak, I guess that's the best way to put it, Stu, who's always uh, alert, he uh, has these alerts and these notifications. And I guess they're specifically set to Adam Schefter. And as I am uh, eating a porterhouse steak and trying to just get as much of my plate possible as we were like a bunch of just hungry animals when they threw that steak down in front of uh, the three gentlemen that we were uh, dining with, being myself, being Samter, and being Stu. Stu just uh, blurts out, oh, Jim Harbaugh's off to the NFL. Jim Harbaugh is going to the Los Angeles Chargers. Stu is also very savvy on social media, and we call him the Swifty of this show as well. I also got a text right after dinner that our video with Drew Tranquil yesterday from our interview was making the rounds in the Swifty world last night, especially on the good old TikTok, because Drew Tranquil came on this show yesterday and he said, I kind of think that Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are maybe in love. And then we were talking about wedding bells and how that would basically be our version here in the U.S. of the royal wedding if Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey were to go all the way. No, not all the way like the guys, the way that you guys are probably thinking listening to this show. I mean all the way uh, to uh, getting married and, and all that jazz. So, Stu, maybe our social media consultant now on the Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio. We may add some responsibilities to his title on this show because he was giving us all the information last night as we were going viral and then also the big news that Jim Harbaugh is landing with the Chargers. No one should be surprised that Jim Harbaugh is leaving Michigan. Before the last three years, Jim Harbaugh, he was good at Michigan. He wasn't great. And he had three 10-win seasons prior to the last three years. But the big flaw was he never beat Ohio State. And not only that, he also didn't have a Big Ten championship. And his, his back 
was right into the corner. He was backed right into a corner. And a lot of people thought he was going to get fired. Heck, they reduced his salary. And hungry dogs run faster. That's what you kind of learned from Jim Harbaugh. Because it was back-to-back-to-back years where they defeated Ohio State. It was three consecutive seasons that they won the Big Ten Championship. And after two of those years, there were flirtations with the NFL. And he wanted to go to the NFL. But the NFL at the time didn't want him, even with his success in San Francisco, of going in four years to three NFC title games and a Super Bowl. And ultimately, he did win a national championship. And with the pending nonsense from the NCAA with all these allegations and you have the hamburger and then the um, illegal time that some of his coaches had access to players during COVID and then the Stallions nonsense as well. Like it doesn't take a, a brainiac to figure this out that there will be some sort of punitive action that will be handed down to Jim Harbaugh or to Michigan. And when you win a national championship at your alma mater, you restore Michigan to a great football program and the Kings of college football job is done. And not only is the job done, the job is done very well. And I got to just think of this from a human standpoint as well, because Harbaugh didn't have to leave Michigan, but now he reached the top of the mountain in college football And when you look at the NFL in his four-year span of being a NFL head coach, he was pretty much as close as you could get to the top of the mountain without getting to the top of the mountain with those three NFC title game appearances and then losing that Super Bowl to his brother. And if you don't think losing that Super Bowl to his brother doesn't drive him, well, then you're out of your mind. Like, obviously, he loves his brother. That's his brother. They have a tight bond. They have a great relationship. But from a human standpoint, you lose a Super Bowl to your brother and you go to Michigan when things end with the 49ers and you ultimately win a championship, there's only one thing left to do in what has been a legendary coaching career for Jim Harbaugh. And that's to go win it all in the NFL. So when you evaluate the Chargers side of this, the Chargers had to do this. The Chargers couldn't run the risk of getting a coach in there that has never been a head coach before. Because they tried that with Brandon Staley, and it was an absolute disaster. Bad end to the season up against the Raiders. We know the choke job in the playoff game when they finally get to the playoffs, where they blew a 27-point lead to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then this year, there's a lot of words that you could describe it, a lot of words that would probably get me fired. So I'll just call it an unmitigated disaster in L.A. for Brandon Staley. So you couldn't run the risk of getting the next hotshot coordinator and just hoping that that coach was going to thrive, that that coach was going to have success. There were four enormous established names on the market. Jim Harbaugh, Mike Vrabel, Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick. One of those four guys had to be your next head coach. And when you do the mix of the best of both worlds, a great coach, a coach that's had success, in the NFL, and also a coach that isn't in his 70s, so it's not a three- or four-year job at max, and this guy could be your next head coach if he has success for the next decade if he wants. Jim Harbaugh was the best candidate. So I give credit to the Chargers, who I also think got sensitive to the criticism because they were looked at as a cheap franchise. They were looked at as a franchise that was going to cut corners 
and they were going to ruin Justin Herbert. And now they say, not so fast, and they go get Jim Harbaugh, who you could argue was the hottest name on the market. So you get Jim Harbaugh, and Jim Harbaugh is brought in to get the best out of Justin Herbert, and not only get the best out of Justin Herbert, but go toe-to-toe, get into the ring, get into the octagon, and try to dethrone the Kansas City Chiefs. Because you look at the last great NFL dynasty, and the Chiefs have to win another Super Bowl to become a dynasty. The Patriots were so much better than everybody else, and their division just projectile vomited all over the place when you look at the Bills, the Jets, and the Dolphins when it came to selecting who would be their next coach and who would be their next quarterback. Now you look inside the AFC West, Andy Reid, we don't know when he's going to hang it up, but you have Mahomes there who's the best quarterback in the sport. Everyone's hunting them. But the other three teams in the AFC West, the Broncos, they have a good coach in Sean Payton, right? Could be a Hall of Famer, but they don't have a quarterback. The Raiders, I like what we saw in a small sample size from Antonio Pierce, but right now they don't have a quarterback. The Chargers right now have a great head coach and a quarterback that has a ceiling of being a great QB in this league. That combination is going to be the best what the AFC West has to offer in terms of trying to stop or trying to contain or trying to dethrone the Kansas City Chiefs. That is an elite pairing of Harbaugh and Justin Herbert. And there's work to do in Los Angeles. The Chargers right now are in salary cap hell, but there's a lot of teams that are in salary cap hell and they figure it out. You have an aging Keenan Allen. You know, Mike Williams can't stay healthy. Quinton Johnson had an up-and-down rookie year. You have some big names on the defensive side of the ball, but a defense that has not played well and a defense that can't stay healthy. But I really can't stress enough the importance of bringing in an adult into that locker room. Brandon Staley was not ready to be an NFL head coach. Brandon Staley the last three years was the punchline to a lot of jokes. And the players knew it. Like, I've talked to a lot of Chargers players throughout the years, and they've never said anything negative on the record about Brandon Staley, but you could just hear in their answers that they didn't even believe when you heard the tone of their answers that Brandon Staley was going to get this right or Brandon Staley was going to be a good coach because it was obvious and you didn't need a PhD in football to recognize that Brandon Staley just wasn't cut out to be an NFL head coach the last few years. He wasn't ready for the opportunity. Now you bring in a guy that comes from a great football family, knows how to win over a locker room, has a vision, and not only has a vision, he's won in some capacity everywhere he has gone. And not only that, the Chargers have been second fiddle in L.A., Right, They brought the Rams over. The Rams have been in L.A. before. You bring the Chargers over from San Diego to L.A. And the L.A. Chargers haven't really had a fan base out there. But now you bring in a big-time coach, and it's the start of actually starting to act like you are a big-time team in the NFL. And the Chargers need that culture shift. The the, The Chargers need that change. And Jim Harbaugh is a winner. So I love this hire. This hire, you get two thumbs up, right? It's an A+. This is the best hire 
of the hiring cycle, and there's still a few jobs that we don't even know who they're going to go to. But the Chargers needed to ace this. The Chargers needed to hire Jim Harbaugh. And now they have their guy. And it's just a sensational move. And is there going to be some bad moments? Yeah, I bet you they will be. But we also saw him take over a San Francisco 49ers team that wasn't good. And right away, it was three straight NFC title games and a Super Bowl appearance. So he knows what it takes to win in college. He knows what it takes to win in the NFL. And not only that, we now live in a world where it's Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs and everybody else. And we're looking to see who could take that Superman cape away for a short amount of time. And really, there's only been two people that have been able to do it. Number one was Tom Brady, but Tom Brady was bigger than Superman. So he didn't even need the cape. He could fly without the cape. When Tom Brady defeated Patrick Mahomes his first year as a starter in the AFC title game, and then also in a Super Bowl when he was with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Then you've seen Joe Burrow take the Superman cape for a year. But after that, there's been a lot of challengers. Josh Allen has been a challenger, hasn't succeeded. Lamar Jackson gets his opportunity this weekend. Maybe after this weekend, if the Chiefs win, you'll see a Jared Goff or a Brock Purdy get their chance. But Kansas City, because of who their quarterback is, is now in a mode of its Super Bowl or bust every single year. Because that's how outstanding their quarterback is in Patrick Mahomes. And I know that we usually get obsessed with all the other teams in the AFC and the other contenders in the NFC. But let's start in their division. Let's see who could even take the AFC West crown away from the Kansas City Chiefs. And right now, with a lot of work to do and a lot of changes that will be needed to be made on the roster, the Chargers are in the best position to do that because the two most important things in this league and the two most talked about things in this league are quarterback and head coach. I know Justin Herbert can be elite in this league. I know Jim Harbaugh is elite in the NFL and has been elite in the NFL and elite everywhere he has gone. And they have a leg up now because they have clarity at their coach and their quarterback. The Raiders don't have clarity at their quarterback. The Broncos don't have clarity at their quarterback. So this move is great not only for Los Angeles, but it's great for NFL fans because now let's see if Harbaugh and Herbert could do what they're capable of. They will be a legitimate contender. I'm not even saying in year one, but a legitimate contender for the foreseeable future in trying to just simply slow down the Kansas City Chiefs brewing dynasty. And that is of the utmost importance as an NFL fan. It is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I will ask you this. What are the year one expectations for Jim Harbaugh in L.A.? I think the expectations year one are to make the playoffs. Like, I know the AFC is crowded. I know there are a plethora of teams in the AFC. But when you have the coach and the quarterback, that duo together, as long as there is good health, you should be able to win 10 games. You should be able to get a 10-7 and seven record and be in the postseason and snatch up one of those wild card spots. That would be my year one expectation for the Chargers with Jim Harbaugh and Justin Herbert. 
make the playoffs. We'll see if they could do that. What are your expectations for Jim Harbaugh in year one? How do you react to the Chargers hiring their new head coach? 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We'll take a timeout. A man that knows Jim Harbaugh very well is the legendary Michigan running back, one of their greatest players ever, Blake Corum, who just won a national championship in his final season at Michigan. He's getting ready for the NFL draft. Blake Corum will join us next in five minutes right here on CBS Sports Radio. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You can stream the NFL on Westwood One for free, sponsored by AutoZone all season long. You can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app. By asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app, get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. You can check out our poll question today, and you can find that at Zach Gelb, at CBS Sports Radio. And uh, the poll question simply reads this. When we take a look at the future of some coaches and some teams that have not made any changes this offseason. Which team is making the biggest mistake in keeping their current head coach? Cowboys keeping Mike McCarthy, Eagles keeping Nick Sirianni, the Bears keeping Matt Eberflus, and the Jets keeping Robert Sala. So far, the early returns, 15.7% say the Jets keeping Sala, 18.3% say the Eagles keeping Nick Sirianni, 29.9% say the Cowboys keeping Mike McCarthy, And then 36% in first place go with the Bears keeping Matt Eberflus. The Eberflus one to me, and we'll get into this a little bit later, it is interesting because Eberflus did well enough down the stretch 
to show that he belongs in the NFL. I'm not saying that there's still a belief and you have conviction that he's going to be a successful head coach in the NFL, but the Bears were a positive story down the stretch. However, when it appears that the Bears are most likely, in all likelihood, going to trade Justin Fields and they're going to draft Caleb Williams, it does feel as if they should reset. And I would also have to imagine with the immediacy of the Chargers landing Jim Harbaugh that there's probably a lot of Bears fans, especially since Harbaugh did play for the Bears, that sit back and go, well, why didn't we go after the biggest and the best name potentially on the market in Jim Harbaugh and let him go to the L.A. Chargers? Now, there's a lot there with the Bears. I don't know if that was a Ryan Poles decision or not, but Kevin Warren is the former commissioner of the Big Ten, and reportedly, uh, let's just say there were some icy stares and not that great of a relationship reportedly between Jim Harbaugh and Kevin Warren, so maybe that did preclude the Bears from going after him. But whether it's McKay with the Falcons, who reportedly doesn't want Bill Belichick, or Warren, who doesn't want Jim Harbaugh, like if I'm the owner of the team in Atlanta or Chicago, I know you have a president in place. I know you have someone, you know, McKay, that's been in Arthur Blank's ear for so many years. And when it comes to uh, the Bears, they just brought in Kevin Warren. I don't know if I'm trusting Warren and McKay when you have a coach who's of so much importance, like a Belichick that could land in Atlanta or like Jim Harbaugh who could have landed in Chicago. I'm not letting those two guys prevent, you know, me from hiring a Jim Harbaugh or a Bill Belichick. Like those two guys can't be the reason, but you know, there's powerful people in sports and sometimes because of previous relationships or previous thoughts or dealings with someone that could prevent the uh, hire of, a, of Jim Harbaugh is now off to the Chargers. What could have happened in Chicago or Belichick as that's losing steam in Atlanta. So we'll get back to that poll question later. Uh, Blake Corm's workout's going a little bit long. He's training for the NFL draft. So he'll join us at some point before we do get off the air. So we will get Blake Corm on this show before we say goodbye at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Sean Merriman's going to join us, the former Chargers linebacker at 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, let me do this. When we get into Dave Canales, the new hire for the Carolina Panthers, I actually think, and I'm not someone that always praises, I know I just praised Jim Harbaugh to the Chargers. That's an obvious one. I'm not always someone that praises a new coaching hire, especially when the hire is just like a okay reaction. But you look at the circumstance in Carolina. The, the circumstance in Carolina was that they were working with so many potential roadblocks and they were almost making a search that had like bumpers up if you were bowling and they were trying to make a, a safe place and they were trying to make that job appear a little bit better than what it was. But people in the NFL, they talk and the NFL circle is extremely tight. And right now, there's probably not an owner in the NFL that has a worse reputation with Daniel Snyder now out than David Tepper, the owner of the Carolina Panthers. And just how toxic that work environment has been and how you hire football pe people and you don't let the football people do their job and you can't get out of the way because David Tepper meddles like in every decision. He's a meddling owner. He thinks he's the football guy. He thinks... He's the director of player personnel. He thinks he knows what it takes to build a winning football team. 
And it all kind of came crashing down towards the end of the season when he was in Jacksonville. I think it was in Jacksonville where he threw that drink on the fan. And that just even exacerbated what was a really dreadful, pitiful, and kind of poor narrative and a poor conversation that was building and surrounding with David Tepper. So I do think that there were a lot of big names that were steered away, and there were a lot of big names that were basically told, you don't want to deal with David Tepper. You don't want to go to Carolina. The only way you take that job is if the salary is just so absurd. So I went into this Panther search expecting the name not to be a household name because you knew Belichick wasn't going there. I guess they canceled this interview on Vrabel, but Vrabel's probably just taking that to try to prop himself up in other places. He wasn't going to be the next head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Pete Carroll wasn't going to Carolina. Jim Harbaugh wasn't going to get along with uh, David Tepper. He wasn't going to Carolina. So outside of those four names, the big four and the core four of Vrabel, Belichick, Carroll, and Harbaugh, the most attractive name was Ben Johnson. And the Panthers last year, they wanted to hire Ben Johnson. They tried to interview Ben Johnson. And Ben Johnson eventually took his name out of the running. So when you take your name out of the running and then you're back in the running the next year, and it's the foregone conclusion is that the commanders are going to hire Ben Johnson. That's eventually how it's going to go down. And Detroit is still playing. And right now, Ben Johnson is the offensive coordinator of the Detroit Lions. So if you weren't able to get Ben Johnson, you were going to settle on another coordinator in all likelihood that is not going to be extremely popular and in all likelihood would not have been hired anywhere else. And originally, when I made my predictions, I said Carolina is probably going to hire somebody like a Frank Smith the offensive coordinator of the Miami Dolphins, like a guy that probably wouldn't get a head coaching job anywhere else, but he comes from a respected coaching tree. He's done a good job in Miami, and you're going to try to get him to fix your young quarterback and put your young quarterback in Bryce Young in the best possible environment. Like, that's what they were going to try to do. And then a few days ago, when you find out that they promoted from within and they made Dan Morgan the the general manager, the former Panthers linebacker, and then you hear that they're interviewing Dave Canales, and not only interviewing Dave Canales, but they've interviewed him now for the second time, and today you find out that they hire him. I put this out there on social media and even said it on the show, you know, probably Dave Canales is going to be the guy that gets the job. Because he did a very fine job with Geno Smith in Seattle. He also did a very fine job with Baker Mayfield this year. But with all those things being said, just go look at the resume of Dan Morgan and go look where Dan Morgan in the executive side, kind of built his name. That was in Seattle. He comes from the Seattle Seahawks organization where he spent a bunch of years from there. And I know Dan Morgan recently was with the Carolina Panthers, but when you're with the Seahawks starting as a scout in 2010 and you finish as director of player personnel in 2017 and you had other stops in Buffalo um, and obviously he was the AGM in Carolina before becoming the president of football operations and the general manager the other day, you know that there was a previous history with Dan Morgan and also Dave Canales, who was a longtime staff member in Seattle. So that crossover that you had, and Canales probably not getting another head coaching job anywhere else, and him also doing a brilliant job the last two years with Geno Smith and Baker Mayfield, with all the parameters that were in your way, 
and all the roadblocks that were in your way, I actually think Dave Canales is probably the best hire that the Carolina Panthers could have made. And the reason I say that is because you knew Belichick wasn't going there. You knew that Jim Harbaugh wasn't going there. You knew Ben Johnson wasn't going there. You knew Pete Carroll wasn't going there. You knew Mike Vrabel wasn't going there. So you're going to have to settle on a guy that was a little bit more of an unknown, wasn't as popular, has had some experience turning around quarterbacks, and also was an offensive mind that had a previous relationship with your new general manager. And that was the candidate from the get-go. A type of candidate like that, with the way that I just described it, who was going to end up getting the Carolina Panthers job because David Tepper's reputation is in such a bad spot. You were not going to go to the prom and go home with the with the prom queen. You just weren't. You have to settle for, you know, someone that was like fourth or fifth that finished in the uh, in, in the voting or was just a, a nominee and uh, wasn't even a finalist. That's what the Panthers were going to have to settle. Doesn't mean that that hire can't end up being a good one, but the Panthers really couldn't have done anything better than Dave Canales, and you just hope that they're able to fix Bryce Young, but more importantly, you hope that Dan Morgan and Dave Canales can do things the way that they want to do it without the constant meddling that does occur from the owner and David Tepper, the way that he has displayed that with his past two previous hires and not only Frank Reich, but then also Matt Rule. It is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. We will take a timeout, but first, let's get the latest CBS Sports Radio update with the Ackman, Rich Ackerman. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. This portion of the show is sponsored by the new Hyundai Tucson, available with complimentary class-leading Blue Link Plus. Now it's easy to use your phone to control your Tucson. It is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. I was reading that Kayshawn Booty of the Patriots, who uh, used to play at LSU, he was arrested today. He allegedly placed more than 8,900 bets while underage with a fake account. And it was pointed out by Wilson Alexander that some of this occurred during the 2022 uh, season, his last at LSU. Now, like, nothing surprises me anymore when athletes get popped with how easy it is to bet. Like, if you do it in the NFL, I have no sympathy for you. I think you're a moron because there's been enough examples of that now. But I've always looked at the betting space And said that like college kids, especially college athletes, are going to bet. It's just going to be, can they hide it? Like, how are they going to get away with it? Because you got to like look at a college football roster. There's like 100, 120-something names on that roster. 
Not everyone is a star. Not everyone is a starter or even a second-string player or third-string player. Like, there's a lot of guys that were good high school players that go to college and they never see the field or they ever get a chance to see the field in college. And when that happens and you're young and you're not mature and it's so easily accessible to you and you have friends that are outside of the football team that are betting on games, you're going to want to get in on the action. So, like, I don't think any of this is actually surprising. But I will say, 8,900 bets is the surprising part. Like, I like to gamble. Don't get me wrong. I like to throw around some anytime touchdown parlays and uh, some money line parlays and, right, you bet spreads of games and things like that. I enjoy gambling. I enjoy gambling in football season, though. I enjoy betting on the NFL. I enjoy betting on college football. I do not enjoy betting on hockey. I don't do it. I don't enjoy, The only time I bet on hockey is when I go to a hockey game, at most. Um, I don't bet on the NBA because how many times like a spread eight and a half and a team's up by 15 the entire game and then free throws at the end or some bull crap at the end where you hit a three with no one guarding you it ends up making you lose the bet. Um, so like really the only sports I bet are college football, the NFL, and the only time I'll bet basketball is in March Madness. So like my betting season, like the the big time action, I don't even throw that much money down. But in relatively terms to me, in relative terms to me, will be from September to about now. Because that's when the football season is. But I can't imagine placing, and I'm assuming this is over a span of a few years, I can't imagine placing 8,900 bets. That's a wild number. That is an enormous, and I mean an enormous number. And I just want to know, to provide maybe a little levity to this story, what was his percentage? What was his, how many games did he win? Because if you're betting 8,900 times and you had a good percentage, man, tip of the cap to uh, Kayshawn Booty, but like most people when they gamble, uh, they lose a lot more than what they actually win. I looked at my FanDuel statement, by the way, as they show you your all-time history. I was shocked when I was in the I was in the positive. I was in the green. My all-time record on FanDuel, and I've been using FanDuel for like the last year, year and a half, was like I, I was up like $300 or something like that. But I was shocked it was that. I thought I was definitely down. I actually had a pretty good season, knock on wood, because there's still uh, two weeks left when it came to picking NFL games. I was a few games over 500 at least on this show. But the anytime touchdowns, even Jody Mack, and when you impress Jody Mack in the gambling world, who used to leave his like losing horse tickets all around the studio with his snot rags and all that other stuff too, as Stu just almost spit out his drink when I was saying that. I'm sorry about that, Stu. I think I almost just drowned Stu. I think I almost just killed <laughs> Stu. I'm glad I just heard Stu laugh and that we understand that Stu is now living. But even Jody Mack, when we do Iron Football together, he was like, Gelby, you know, you're pretty good at those uh, anytime touchdown parlays. You got to send me some of them. So I uh, always love the Mac man, Jody Mac. But I would say he is the, the I don't want to call him the preeminent gambler here at CBS Sports Radio because that's probably not true. But he's like the gambling Don. Like when I think of gambling in sports talk radio at CBS Sports Radio, I think of Jody Mac because of how long he's been doing this. And also, when I get to spend some time with him on Eye on Football, as he helps me out for the last two hours each and every Sunday for the eight-hour studio show, I do appreciate when I know Jody is betting on a game 
and I get to kind of like ride along with him to get uh, his happiness. And he like he bets on everything, you know, uh, NFL, college, horse racing, and it is fun to see the uh, betting adventures of one Jody McDonald. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two forty two twenty seven. Let's start things off. John in Arkansas. He's first up. Wants to talk a little Bill Belichick with the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. John, good afternoon. What's happening? Yeah, this is John from Arkansas. Buddy, get to the phones already. No one cares about your FanDuel gambling, Zach. This is John from Arkansas. This sounds like Sully. This is John from Arkansas. No, this is Sully. I know that this is Sully. Hello, Sully. How are you? Buddy, I'm so excited for you to come out here in a couple (laughs) weeks that we get to hack. You you can't have a – I could say this on the air. You can't have a mass hole call in. Under John from Arkansas, and not think that I don't realize that right away, Sully. Well, first of all, when I called in, Samson's like, you show up as John from Arkansas. I'm like, boom, that's who I am tonight. <laughs> John from Arkansas. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to seeing you in Las Vegas, my friend. Oh, uh, buddy, I cannot wait to hang, get some good quality ball busting, do some media row networking, take you to my favorite Italian restaurant called Piero's. It's a old-school Vegas staple. Oh, Zach, it's going to be out. I don't want to, you know, pump the tires too much about how outstanding it's going to be, but it's going to be outstanding. You think Belichick is coaching next year or the Falcons going to mess this up? Because the Falcons had a 28-3 to lead in terms of getting Belichick, and it looks like Dante Hightower uh, just made a big hit, and they may not end up getting Belichick, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, you know what I don't understand is what kind of interview process does Belichick need to go through that he even has to sit down one time? Well, yeah. It, it, basically, he's more interviewing the organization than the organization is is interviewing him. That's what I would say, Sully. You know, I'm I'm excited to see what the next chapter in New England Patriots folklore comes. I'm bummed that Belichick had to go. But, you know, whatever. If If you can trade... Joe Montana and Emmett Smith can go play somewhere else. It's, you know, I'm very grateful for my 20 years with Bill Belichick, and, you know, we're on to Gerard Mayo. Isn't that, wouldn't that be the sentence? We're on to Gerard Mayo? Yeah, no, they're definitely on to Mayo. Now they just need a quarterback. And I'm fine with moving on from Bill, as much as obviously I adore and, and love Bill Belichick with the six championships that he's won in New England. You know, I don't think Bill was the right coach to actually rebuild this thing the right way. Now they're picking in at three at the draft. Maybe they select Jaden Daniels out of LSU. Um, I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best player, or as you would say, player in this draft. Um, But with all that being said, I think they're going to go quarterback. Mayo made that pretty pretty clear. The way I was trying to get you on the call is because I'm heading to hang out with the violent gentlemen guys. They're in Vegas doing uh, an expo, licensing expo, and I only had a certain window and you were going rambling on about how great your $300 was in your FanDuel account. <laughs> but the thing that impressed me also with this booty kid, yeah, man, that's a lot of – he had to be – unless he made a lot of NIL money, like whoever was taking those bets was all for. Yeah, man, keep gambling. Yeah, keep running it. Keep, keep gambling. We all know – look, I live in Las Vegas. These big buildings aren't from paying out winners. It's from collecting. You no, absolutely. You pay my taxes when you come into town. Speaking of which, you make sure that you have time, Zach, you, Samsa, the whole crew, that we all get together and eat our faces off at Piero's Italian Cuisine in Las Vegas. 
Absolutely. Sully or John in Arkansas, we appreciate the time as always. I love Sully. How many plugs is he going to get in, though? How many people is he going to plug? The Italian restaurant, uh, the VG guys that sent me a very nice sweatshirt as well, which is a great hockey brand. But I didn't. Sully may have a handler this year at Radio Row, Samter. I, I think Sully's going to come. Uh, when people are going to start interviewing him and he's going to be promoting things with how many names that he just dropped and how many names just fell out of his pocket. And the other thing I'll say, uh, Sully promised that he was going to take me to a Vegas Golden Knights game. They play Tuesday night against the Edmonton Oilers. All I heard was about Italian restaurant. He better not be uh, pushing me off there and blowing me off there for the uh, Edmonton Oilers Vegas Golden Knights game. Now, can I get Samter on camera, by the way? And wait, before you get him on camera, I'm just telling you, if you're listening to this show at youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio, I've never seen Michael Samter look this young and this good. Michael Samter did something that is shocking. Absolutely shocking. Please put the camera on Moist Mike. He's clean shaven. You had a big, big beard. You were like a, a man's man. With that beard. I thought you were like a lumberjacker. And now you are clean shaven. I think, Stu, he looks what? At least 10 to 12 years younger? I was going to say 15. You, you know who he's starting to look like? Tell me. The Blues Clues guy. Steve? You're saying it's because of the shirt. Because I'm wearing a striped <laughs> shirt. I look like the Blues Clues guy. Blues I don't Clues. look like Steve from Blues Clues. No, but you're looking good. Did you shave your, yourself? Or did you go somewhere? Because you had a lot of hair. So this morning, I wish I could have taken a picture, but I was running around so crazy. This morning, I got a haircut. And what the guy did was, you know, he's making the line for your sideburns. So he makes the line for my sideburns, but there's like a good inch and a half space between my sideburns and this big, gigantic, bushy beard. Mm -hmm. So I look like one of those guys from like the 1870s in Congress or something who had like, you know, normal Mm -hmm. hair and then just like weird, bushy beard, but space in between. Senator Samter. It looked ridiculous. Yeah, Senator Samter looked awful. Uh, My my failed bid for the Pennsylvania House of Representatives uh, was not was not uh, helpful either. So you got a haircut, but you didn't get like a hot towel shave there? No, because I don't do well with a straight razor shave. I got too sensitive of skin. Okay. But then I went home. I trimmed it all off with my with my uh, electric tools? blade. Yeah. And then I did the full-on shave. Baby did not recognize me. No, yeah. Like, you look totally different. Took her at least 30 seconds to a minute before she's like, <laughs> Dada? No, she was like, she Mama, no where'd Dada go? She's like, who's this guy? <laughs> who's this new man? <laughs> Well, I'm I'm shocked. You look like a totally different person. It, it is absolutely crazy. How well, long do you think it takes to get the beard to grow back? To the level it just was or just in general? Like yeah, a, uh, like to like halfway. For halfway a week, week and a half? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah. I mean, I got I got That's Spanish, crazy. Greek, Jewish blood all flowing through me and beards flying out. You have Spanish blood? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Dave in Miami wants to make a point on Harbaugh. Dave, go ahead. What's going on, Mr. Gelb? I'm the one that posted on your page yesterday about that. I watched all three shows. Oh, I, I appreciate that. Year. Thank you. Yeah, it's Mr. always great to Mr. have you call. Mr. Noncommittal. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I like the idea of Harbaugh going to send, uh, to, uh, to the Chargers. Hopefully he can seal a deal this time around. Um, I don't feel bad about Michigan at all because with their one championship, they, they, they're going to live with that forever. Yeah, it will last but, a lifetime. Yeah, yeah, I know. It, it's like um, when – when Philly beat the Yankees, wow, we're going we're to we're go back-to-back 
certain teams, they can live that high forever. But, Mr. Gelb, thanks, uh, thanks for your time. I'll be uh, listening to JR and then Mr. Winkle later on. Have you got it, day, Dave. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, Philly beat the, the Rays in the World Series, but then they lost to the, to the New York Yankees. But I, I get the point in what you're making. And, yeah, um, no one could actually – like, if you're upset with Harbaugh today, it's just because you're losing him and you're upset that he's not going to be your coach next year. I don't think you could actually be angry at Jim Harbaugh. Um, he just won a national championship, and now he's going back to the NFL. So I don't see how a Michigan fan could be, like, you really could be upset. Angry. Why? I mean, listen, it's nice that he won the title, but you could still be angry. And now Sheryl Moore is going to come in. You know what? He groomed the next guy. And and this team is going to be hit with sanctions, and he's bolting just like USC fans uh, were, were angry at Pete Carroll. Yeah. You know what? You cause problems here, and then mm-hmm. you bolt and leave us with the baggage? Like, that's kind of screwed up. No, it's not because he won a championship. And, and also, the NCAA is just so petty in this entire thing. And the only reason they're going after Harbaugh, it's not even because of the infractions. It's because he wasn't willing to accept the blame, and they wanted it him to bow hamburger. down and say that he was going. Uh, they wanted him to to say that he was lying and all that stuff. It's a bunch of baloney. You, Jim Harbaugh could do no wrong. He could do no wrong. Shut your mouth. All right, Sean Merriman joins us next. Zach Gelb Show, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 